This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. It's, it's Netflix tax issue. It seems like the issue that just doesn't die, right? Remember, even back in the 2015 election, this came up. And then it seemed to kind of go away. Uh, then we had late last year this, this deal that uh, the federal government reached with, uh, with Netflix that would see Netflix spend about $500 million to make Canadian content, Canadian shows and movies. Yet late last year, the finance minister once again reiterate that a Netflix tax is not in the cards. That's not going to happen. Now, there are two issues that arise under that because there's the question of sales tax and whether sales tax should apply to Netflix because a similar Canadian-based service would be subject to sales tax. But then there's the separate question of whether Netflix is a broadcaster and needs to be taxed and regulated as such and mandated to pay into Canadian content. So you got a report out today from the CRTC that's basically calling for that. That we need to apply a levy on not just uh, streaming services, but also on internet providers to generate money that would be used to create Canadian content. So here we go again. Joining us for some thoughts on this report, what it calls for, what that could mean in practice. Pleased to welcome to the program Laura Tribe, Executive Director of the group Open Media. Uh, Laura, thanks for joining us here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what was your initial reaction to, to this report? I mean, uh, it was quite discouraged, to be honest. It was really frustrating to see this report come out after uh, what you just recapped really well. So many times seeing this proposal rejected, uh, open media has actively campaigned against uh, the internet tax or any sort of levies that would be passed on to your internet service providers because we already pay some of the most expensive prices in the world for our internet. And the idea that we're going to actually increase the cost of that because inevitably these costs we passed on to customers is really quite frustrating and disappointing and feels a little bit tone deaf from the CRTC. Well, and that's an important point you raise because even if it's it's billed as uh, imposing a, a cost on these companies, they, they can quite easily and no doubt will pass that on to consumers. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen that in cases before. We've seen that as uh, a lot of those fees that we're not really sure where they come from on our bills. But ultimately, what these levies are being proposed as is to cut into these companies' revenues. And they have shareholders. They have stakeholders that are invested in keeping their revenues up. And they're going to have to compensate for that somehow. And we are their money source. And so I think it's really frustrating to have to constantly combat that and see our prices potentially go up just by virtue of trying to find ways to fund Canadian content, which is incredibly important. And I think it's important to highlight that none of the opposition to these proposals is saying that Canadian content is bad. It's saying that we can't afford to make access to our internet services even more expensive than they already are. 
But what about the notion that, you know, that Netflix is a broadcaster in all intents and purposes and, and should be treated the same way? Well, I think this is something that the CRTC itself has actually already decided that uh, over-the-top services like Netflix are not actually subject to the same rules as being a broadcaster. And a lot of the rules around broadcast actually came from, you know, when things were broadcast over the airwaves, when there was a scarcity in terms of who could be a broadcaster. And so, therefore, we had to make sure that what was going over the air was meeting the needs of the public. And that's just not how the Internet works. It's trying to treat the Internet like cable. And although it's really easy to point at Netflix and say it's taking up a lot of our bandwidth, Canadians already pay for that. We pay for that in our Internet services. We pay for those subscriptions to Netflix. And ultimately, if we really want to find better ways to fund Canadian content and get Canadian content into the hands of Canadians and, in effect, the world, which is actually what Melanie Jolie last year was trying to do, is find ways to export Canadian content, we can't keep over-regulating and putting up these walls that prevent anything else from coming in because, ultimately, it will prevent our content from going out. And that's the nature of the Internet. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, the world that existed 50 years ago. We had a handful of of channels. It was a lot easier for the government to regulate. I mean, to think that we can regulate the Internet and what Canadians are watching or streaming at any given time, that that seems like uh, a bit of an overreach, isn't it? Definitely. And I think we're seeing that a lot. And in particular, we're seeing those pushes coming from a lot of those media companies. Uh, A lot of those legacy broadcasters are really struggling as people cut the cord and shift the Internet. Uh, Instead of trying to figure out what is it that people want and how do we provide that on the Internet, uh, trying to push people back into cable. We're seeing that with proposals from Bell around its fair play proposal to try and put website blocking into place to block uh, access to piracy and Somehow that is being seen as the solution to continue to block what people want as opposed to figure out how do you get them to come to what you have and how do you make people actually want to go to your content because that's how the Internet works. Uh, It's very different from cable, and we continuously see these pushes to treat the Internet like cable TV, which puts artificial limitations on things. It limits access to information and communications. And fundamentally, people are leaving cable because they want what the Internet has to offer. So treating the Internet like cable is not going to fix the problem. It's just going to perpetuate it. And I mean, I would add, as somebody who works for a legacy media company, that if we want a level playing field, the answer is to to regulate the broadcasters less, not try to regulate regulate the internet more, I would argue. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think finding ways to make sure that great Canadian content is getting into the hands of Canadians is really important. And trying to just continuously put everyone into these boxes and make them fit, uh, which the CRTC seems to be putting forward into today's, today's proposal, is highly problematic. It doesn't work that way. And I think it just ignores the way that not only the internet works, but also, you know, what people are looking for. We've seen in these reports that people want affordable access. They want more choice in providers. And instead, we just keep putting back into these boxes and not moving forwards, but kind of feels like stepping backwards in time. Right. And the CRTC, I mean, it, it, it has jurisdiction over so many different, different areas. And it seems like oftentimes it's working across purposes. So that when, when they float the idea of making Internet service cost more, this is the same CRTC that's been demanding that cell phone service and data plans cost less. Uh, the CRTC currently has a consultation open about what would an affordable data plan look like. Uh, and I think that's exactly the point. Within the CRTC's own mission, one of its tasks is to make sure that Canadians have access to affordable communication services. And it seems like that piece, that affordability piece, is really being overlooked by the CRTC in favor of some of these other issues or priorities. Uh, when really, when we're looking at all of the challenges that Canadians face, every time we talk about this, the number one priority that comes up is affordability. 
And is that something that the government should be focusing in on instead, making sure that Internet service is affordable and making sure that, that areas that are underserved uh, are no longer underserved? Absolutely. So at Open Media, we have been calling on Minister Baines to put forward a national broadband strategy. How do we make sure that not only do we have Internet throughout the entire country, but it's high-speed quality Internet and that people can afford it, uh, not just in urban areas, but everywhere, and that people can actually get online with the service they need. Uh, we've also been calling on the minister to step in to actually mandate access to alternative mobile providers uh, instead of being you know, stuck with the big three who have had decades of a head start in building the infrastructure. How do we let other providers sort of lease that space in the same way that we do for things like home internet. There's a lot of interventions that the government can do that will help bring us more choice in the marketplace, which will bring down costs and also just directly address the affordability issue and making sure we have access to these services. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to have to be the government to step in because the CRTC seems to have turned its back on Canadians right now. Well, much more in all of this, including uh, uh, an online petition uh, on the uh, idea of a digital tax, openmedia.org. Laura, thanks for joining us here today. appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Uh, that is Laura Tribe, executive director of openmedia.org. So they're not crazy about the idea uh, of an Internet tax. Frankly, I, I don't think there's many people in this country who are crazy about the idea other than the CRTC. Right. So, yeah, it, it seems so strange, doesn't it? The same CRTC that says your data plan should cost less is the same CRTC that's saying your Internet server should cost more. Well, if I'm going to get all this, this cheap data, then I'll just use that to stream all that. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And it's weird, too, because certainly when, when you look at uh, Bell and, and Rogers, well, they're Internet service providers. So you're going to tax them? to protect the broadcasters that the same companies own? That makes no sense either. We can tax Bell to protect Bell. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, so, yeah, and certainly, I mean, the Internet's a way that, that's, that people access content. And I, I think for us, the challenge as a broadcast company is to make sure that we're able to get into that realm and, and service people and service the habits uh, of people, whether it's listening or watching. And so that's what we're trying to do, too. So I, I think, you know, the CRTC and this antiquated notion that it's, you know, it's 1970 just ignores the reality of today. And they claim to want to level the playing field or help broadcasters. Well, you're getting in our way, too, here, guys. We're trying to give Canadians what they want. And, and I think the whole approach of the CRTC is to say, yeah, but you got to create this other stuff that people don't want so we can ram it down their throats. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.